for that I waited eight years for that video Man. I I have I have no idea what to think about that video uh, so what I did was I brought in some other people I brought in uh, Matt Sparks brought in Brett Zingler and most importantly I brought in Cole May because Cole May um, is a newer searcher he's post expedition unknown he doesn't know about a lot of the history that 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 was caused by this documentary. So I guess the first person I want to ask is Cole, what'd you think about this documentary? I mean, it's, it's got a lot in it. Um, and it was filmed really well. I thought like it was, you could tell he put a lot of effort into how he pieced it all together. And, uh, he was very careful to, um, organize thoughts and narratives, if you will, you know, careful in a, in a very careful order. Um, the first thing I noticed out of it, though, that I had a laugh, like, I kind of thought I was in for something when I saw Brian Price on the screen, you know, be, and because and, that was like one of the first frames you see in, the, in it. And I thought, I hope that's not an indication for the rest of the film. Right. And luckily, it really wasn't. It was just a simple wait, slip of the typing. Wait, did I miss something? They called him Brian Price. It said Brian. Right on the Brian? screen, it's one of the things that said Brian B R Y O N Price, Byron, and it's like one of the first frames you see on the movie. No, B R Y O N George the, the Brian Brian Brian. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> Holy Mount Brian. That's the first. Oh my thing I god! Saw. Um, okay, I have to so go back and look at that. Yeah, I'm changing my perspective then. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Didn't do a thing for me. Uh, yeah, I'm, okay. Yeah, okay. God, right, I hope okay. that wasn't the title screen. It was it very, very screen? close to the start. Yeah. So why don't we do this? Why don't while you while you verify let's, while you verify that George? I let's sent a screenshot to the group. Did I just miss I, it? I screenshotted it and sent it to I'm the chat. Go into I'm the not, messenger chat and look in the oh group media. Wait, 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 wait! I gotta go. Right, hang on, I'm doing my grades yeah. here. Hang on, I gotta get to. All right. <laughs> did I just ruin the podcast? Oh my god! No. Hang on. Wait, when did you put it to the chat? That's the wrong thing. The night I watched the show, like the day you guys you sent me the link. Oh my god, that can't be correct. That that, that can't that can't. You're making this up, Paul. Yeah, I'm you not have making to. it up. You're making this up, dude. I'm going to look in the thing myself. Hang on. He can't. Uh, B-R-Y. He can't. It's right there, man. I'm looking at the screenshot. Video. Here's. Oh. Yep. 
That's exactly what it says. Is it the title? It is. Yeah. Oh my God, they misspelled the title? I didn't even catch it. You guys didn't notice that. I totally missed it. I didn't know. I just, I wasn't paying that good of attention. I've seen it a couple times. So I totally missed that all the way through. And, And you know what? I read your post and I went, yeah, that's true. I didn't get what you were saying. Mm. But yeah, that's... I didn't even read your post. That's how. <laughs> no, big talk. <laughs> Damn it! Got me. Okay, well, take two. I'm. I'm. Wait. I'm still. I got to see this for myself. I'm. I'm almost at the title screen. I don't want to. Oh kind my of god, looking... guys! This is it. Oh my god! They did. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> they misspelled his name in the title. Do we need to do we need to do this podcast? Now, now, oh now to be God. fair, I constantly misspell price on <laughs> any of the boards. Byron. You're not making a documentary <laughs> that you spent a ton of money and incorporated 50 people into. Chris, Wait, Chris Preacher spent on this? Oh my god. Yeah. That's why Chris, they had trouble. Yeah, okay. I get what you're saying. Chris Chris Preacher is the most anal person when it comes to details that I know. And he pointed out that Ben's name is misspelled in the credits. He's credited the, as Bob Mason. Yeah. I yeah. saw that. I yeah. cannot believe they in misspelled the, credits, the title though. of their own movie. I don't know, guys. Catch that. How are we gonna how are we gonna get this approved for publishing? I, I don't care right now. Like that's, it is what it is, man. That's you rad. misspelled the name of your own movie. Oh my God. It does say Brian price. This is a good time for me to get a beer. Give me two seconds. <laughs> Bring one for us. So Cole. Yeah. You, you were saying about how they put a lot of thought into the details and the narrative and story. <laughs> I guess I take a bunch of that back. So like, and okay. So if we're just being honest, I, I didn't, I didn't like this documentary and I didn't like it for the exact opposite reasons that, that you said, Cole, I, I didn't think they put enough time and effort and I thought like it was confusing, but you, or at least I thought it would be confusing to a new member, but it wasn't confusing to you. You, you followed through, you followed through the story you followed through everything. Yeah. I mean, I actually like I so I watched it and then I went through and like kind of wrote down a, like a timeline or a chronology of the events that happened because there's like when you really step back and kind of look at the whole thing, there's like four or five main events that take place throughout the entire show. Um, I don't know how into detail I'm allowed to get with some of you're these allowed events. to go. You're allowed to go wherever you want. Okay. It's a review. Oh. We're allowed to review the yeah. movie. So the way it started, like, you know, they, he kind of tells the story, a bit of Cleveland intertwined with the story of Chicago. Like it's, so it makes sense. The beginning of the show is A, how he got into the secret and B, uh, the secret, right? Like it's yeah. the overall kind of, this is the directions, if you will, of the secret. Um, and then, you know, it went to, let's make this movie. So he's in the boardroom with the, with the Corey Donner and Tyler Davidson and Jeff Edders, I think was his name and Charles Moore, who are like, you know, respectively the executive assistant, the producer, the director of photography, 
and so on. Charles Moore was a producer. <clears throat> and he's explaining the book to them. And so that's another event where it's, let's kick this off and make, like, this is the reason we made the movie, right? Right. So that's event number two. And that one actually gets kind of split up in the, in the movie because near the end, when he wants to go dig, uh, what is it, Boston and Milwaukee? No, Boston and New York, I think it was. Albany. Albany. Yeah, well, that was, yeah we'll get to that in a second. But um, <laughs> so they have another board meeting where he's only allowed, he's told he's only allowed to do one dig out of the two that he wanted to get or whatever, right? And it, So that event of the board meeting kind of gets yeah. split up into two things. Right. Um, shortly after the first board meeting, we meet uh, the Price family. We meet Blair Price uh, and... Sandy and uh the thing that stuck out with me you know with talking to Blair and uh with Sandy and them like they if if you know kind of at all how the game has been working community wise everything that they say is kind of predictable and um kind of just empty in a sense you know what I mean like of course they they're going to tell you that they kind of know because they have more of a connection to their dad but at the same time they're going to walk around series with Andy Abrams and stuff and you know I want to say that it looked like they were pretending a lot the Price sisters when they were out with Andy and James um, there was quite a bit of acting it seems and you know like when I said that they were that the ideas and stuff were put together in a in a you know in a careful fashion that doesn't necessarily mean i thought that they were good i just thought that it was put together in a succinct fashion it was front to back this is the mission we had and we filmed it um, he's telling he's telling a story right and i and i thought yeah, the story right. was look if you're coming in from um a, a fresh point of view and you're watching a documentary on tv that you happen into at you know at midnight and you never heard of the secret uh he's i, I thought he threaded together a nice narrative well yeah so, so yeah. I, I i completely disagree with that okay so let's go back let's go back and let's let's take because the boardroom scene is one scene and it's split up one's at the first part of the movie and one's part of the last part of the last part of the movie right right but it's yeah. one scene um right and, and that's what tells the, what they're trying to do so yeah. in in order for the, the people who are watching this to get an idea like to me and i could be wrong and this could just be insulting but imagine every friend that you have that's like an accountant or like um, just has the most boring job, like a, like a secretary, like a non-exciting job sitting at a table talking about one of the most exciting things, talking about a treasure hunt. Like they have no excitement in their voice. They're just, uh -huh. uh, that's really cool. Uh, and then James Renner says um, that the community's figured out most of this stuff. The only thing that they haven't that they figured out the cities for most of these paintings, but the only one they haven't figured out is the cover. And that's the one they want to go after. Right. Mm -hmm. And they have a little discussion about where the cover is located. They, they end up on Boston or Albany, New York, for some reason. Yeah. And then like they're like, OK, we're going to go after Boston. And then a little bit later in the scene, they're like, we don't have any money. We can't go to Boston. Let's just go to San Francisco. Like the, the right, whole plot it, of yeah. it, it doesn't, it, and then at the end, James Renner's like, I'm just going to go to every city. It doesn't well, make any sense to me. Well, yeah. right. He go he goes, he goes, okay, so we can only pick Boston or San Francisco, right? I'm presuming they're in Ohio, right? Isn't that yeah, where Renner's from? Right. Yeah, I think so, so wouldn't the cheaper trip be to Boston? Cause you could like drive there rather than yeah. all the way out to San Francisco. So I'm not sure why they, why the, why the, the money guy 
Tyler maybe or something like that chose San Francisco because it sounds like a lot more eating of the budget if you only had one place. But but remember, Renner, instead of listening to that, goes to Boston. Then he goes to Roanoke. Right, yeah. And yeah, just on his own. Right. Preface the part before the titles and everything. It starts in San Francisco. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The ending scene. of the movie is in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. So exactly. it's Pulp Fiction. Right. Well, right. I'm yeah. also yeah, but I'm also thinking <laughs> they had a San Francisco solution that they hadn't been talking about to anybody up to that point, and mm -hmm. they were one way or the other going to go explore that one yeah yeah we'll, we'll get we'll get to that okay. yeah. matt I, I want as as an older member who's been around and sort of long before the renner documentary i want to ask you this question for the record in the uh -huh. renner documentary they said in 2014 that the the community had not decided that the cover painting was the boston painting is that I, true i disagree with that i would boston, also disagree with that boston was quite obviously boston okay okay just so we get that I mean, out even, of the way even in 2014 i was going it's the globe yeah it's got to be the globe it's a globe but nobody's listening to me that's true yeah. okay. by the way have we all okay so cole has given his opinion we started getting getting into the story a little bit let's yeah. backtrack a little bit okay george you've given your uh, just i, I want to know like what are our just our first impressions out of out of the shoot based upon your uh prior knowledge of this or 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 lack thereof so like matt what what did you think and and you were you were in this right you're in yes. there we're going I, there I, okay we're we not supposed <laughs> to say that no no no. no. it's fine i just thought we were no, gonna wait I, I was in it i was i, I was okay um to the best of my ability i don't remember giving permission i never signed a release or anything okay put me in the film as i understood it i was given background uh explaining how the uh um and this and god this was you know however many years ago so like i'm i'm remembering this not i'm not checking notes and i'm not looking at old emails because i don't have any of those well um, let me let me give you a little bit of a backup here uh, at, at, in the beginning of the documentary, they show about I don't know seven or eight hunters, right? Yeah. Um, they show it's like a zoom, like a Skype call with seven or eight hunters individually. Right. And I went out looking for them, and I found five of them. Um, one of them was Matt. One of them was Wilhouse. Wilhouse absolutely has been steadfast about the fact that he never gave permission to be in this documentary, and he is angry about it. He's oh. angry about being included. Um, James Renner released a trailer that had wheelhouse in it and wheelhouse like reached out to james renner and was please take me out of your documentary i was only supposed to be giving you background information you weren't supposed to use me and he still kept him in it um so we found five there's wheelhouse there's matt one hunter said that he was be he thought he was being interviewed for a podcast um one hunter was like yeah i knew it was a documentary and i gave permission for it and then one hunter was kit palancar for god's sakes yeah who 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 said i was you know i'm not a hunter i wasn't a hunter then i wasn't you know thought i recognized so, that guy so and just if I can interject, mm, well, yeah go ahead George, mm, no, interject no, no. interject well the thing like so in matt's defense too 
the way he framed the people working this treasure hunt was really was kind of fucking rude like it was kind of rude you know what i mean like i noticed one thing so at the end when he's doing the hunt where he's using the charleston verse in san francisco i think it was he said the guy that told him about this idea was a guy named brent he didn't give a last name or anything like that he just said his name was brent and then he goes and he's like i have and he's like i'm gonna use the other verse um that matt sparks gave me and he literally says his full name matthew yeah. sparks and then he goes and digs it and he ends up at that big red monument thingy and it turns out that thing was built in 99 or whatever and it's like you know first of all you're not doing research between whose name you're getting and the information you're using like in the time it takes you to to meet that person and then go and do that dig you did no research at all because had you you would have known that that was there. You know, the San Francisco diggity botched in front of the the little statue thing using the Charleston verse. Like that guy come up and was like, no dog, that was put there in 2005. Like, yeah, I, I, there was no research done. All right. right. And, and specifically, I know why well, I, I, I'm pretty sure I didn't say, you know, you can put me in your, in your video, but it was for background. And at the time, I was straight up still exploring the Legion of Honor. And I know I would have said, this is for you. Don't tell other people, please. Well, I mean, well, you, maybe, hold on real quick. So maybe, though, if he were given the opportunity to actually publish this thing, he was going to go back to the people in the video and ask them for permission. Matt, would you give him permission? At this point, I could care less. So you would have given him permission. That's probably, you know, and, and time heals all wounds. You probably yeah. wouldn't time, care though, anymore. At the time, though, I was actively searching that area. I would not have enjoyed, I would have not given permission then. Well, not, but now you know it's not there. So you're yes, okay with so, it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go for it. Okay. If I, if I can, one thing, yes. like, you know, this movie might not have been put together really well, but we can't. I should. I, I think we should get ahead of this before it gets, we get too deep. That we shouldn't imply that absolutely nothing good came from this because there's some things yeah. in there that that really could turn the hunt in a in a weird direction, like a positive weird direction maybe. But like there's some stuff in there from the prices and stuff that are you know heavy implications, right? So like yeah, a lot of this stuff, and I'm starting to really pick up on on why there was what you call drama and stuff involved in making this movie and stuff but you know there is still stuff to be found in it i kind of thought it was the story of every one of us in a sense right that's ever wanted or that's ever gone and dug and found nothing or you know found something even right like it's kind of an every man's tale every key searcher's tale kind of thing right yeah and at the end, he ends it in a cool way. He's just walking down the road with his with his little boy and and talking to him. I thought the ending was, was really sweet. cute. Was awesome. um, okay, I'm gonna back up something that you said, and then I'm gonna take a big step back. So Cole, okay. you said that he that he um, that he was kind of dissing people, kind of like intentionally. Bit, yeah. Okay, I took that very note. What he specifically said was that. Uh, some if of these people sound crazy, you know, like, yeah, yeah. He basically was saying, like, if you're just a layman, you know, and you're listening to these people talk, you know, part of me was like, I've done, I've had that try to explain to people where, yeah. where and what. And I looked, so no, they don't sound crazy to me at all. But anyway, no. 
if you take a big step back out of that though, and think of it, uh, if you're watching a documentary about this and you don't know anything about secret, they didn't really even sound that crazy. They just sounded like they were trying to tell why they think X matches Y, right? Yeah. But okay. Uh, I th uh, yes, I think go ahead. Just, I think he was just trying to be playful. Like, I think he was trying to be documentary playful, but yes. he's not, he's, he's not, I don't want this to be an insult to him, but he's not charismatic enough to insult people in a playful way like that, where you just get it being playful. Right? Fair enough. And, and he didn't point, he didn't bring the playful point home enough. It just, it was like a, it seemed to me just like he was just being a dick for a second. When you poke fun at people, you have to do it tongue in cheek. We yeah. all know that because we yeah. all do it all the time, right? We, yeah. it's yeah. always, we're, we're half, halfway in the tub and halfway out of the tub, right? We're, we're with the person and we're with, and we're making fun of the person. Like there's a, there's a way to do it. But let me, let me say that this, so he, it, I don't know if anybody knows who James Renner is, but for the record, let's, let's like, let's talk about who he is. So he is a journalist from Ohio with Former lots journalist. of experience, with lots of experience in true crime. Now I know him really well. I've never met him or talked to him or communicated with him like a couple of the people in this podcast, but I know him really well for his work with Amy Mihalovich, uh, the book he wrote about her, uh, which was a, some true, a true crime, sad true crime story um, from I think the seventies uh, and also Maura Murray. So he has kind of a reputation um, that he's built through his, kind of hard-hitting, uh, pretty aggressive style of journalism. This is probably his first documentary, right? And he had to go out and get it funded. So he had to bend to what the documentary people wanted to do. So all I'm trying to, I'm just trying to defend it a little bit and yeah. say like, you know, like for, for the first go at this. And the other thing that I did is I took my secret hat off and I, and I pretended that I was watching a documentary that I stumbled into because I like puzzles and stuff and mysteries and things at like midnight, you know what I mean? And just, I just yeah. watched it like, you know, like, like would shed all of my preconceived notions and biases and things that I think that I know about it. And I yeah. actually kind of enjoyed it. And you know what, after watching it, I probably would have gone out and bought the book immediately. And so, you know, if this documentary were to be released, I think that they would probably sell a ton of books. Probably. Which would go to, you know who, Colby, right? Yeah, definitely not Brian Price. Not Brian Price. Uh, well, maybe Brian Price is involved. Byron Price is uh, certainly not involved. It's a anymore. secret, though. Yeah. Um, so, and I just want to say, um, uh, my any issues I got with this documentary are, you know, my communications with him, not the documentary. I I was you know, going for the time, the special effects or the production values in this thing, you know, the, the cuts, the animations, the fly-ins, whatever, they were great. Yeah. And, yeah. and for the they time, were, yeah. it probably would have been like, wow, this is yeah. good. So. Yeah. When, when I watched the show too, like I, like you, Brad, I was watching it kind of with the one eye being a person that's never heard of the secret right and one and one that has but the one that has i had to rewind to pre-boston right like because this yeah. was 2014 and boston was 2019 so you know right. there's a pretty big gap between those being found um so you know after i was done watching the movie i was writing out like a final thoughts kind of thing and and it was it was kind of tricky because it you know i want to judge it as a guy that's looking at the game 
and has been for a few years kind of thing. Um, you know, and then, but I also want to see it kind of non-biased, but just ignorant to it. You know what I mean? Like I just, mm-hmm. I've never seen this before. And, and you're right. Like as a overall, as a documentary, it was, it, it entertained me. Um, I'll never get sick of listening to Brian Zinn no. or Andy Abrams speak. Right. Yeah. Um, that uh, Gazarowski, the guy that was with Rob, mm-hmm. you know, like you, I've, I mean, you never see or hear anything of that guy. Nope. If anyone talks about Chicago, it's with it's with uh, Rob Robel, right? Yeah. Or Robel, sorry. And uh, you know, and it was cool to see like Andy go and and do things in New York and stuff. And I, it kind of it yep. made me wonder because at the New York meetup, you know, I think he was really starstruck by meeting Ben Asen, and so they were just talking kind of like you know history, if you will, but. At the meetup, he never, like, not once did he talk about theory or anything like that. And I wondered if it's because he went and did all this stuff for the documentary and, you know, that was his doing New York kind of thing, right? Because that's where him and and, uh, the Price sisters went and did their adventure, Mm -hmm. right? And, like, that was really cool to watch. Yeah, yeah, we should probably talk about that. Like they dug in Prospect. Well, they didn't dig. I don't think it showed them digging. They were just looking. But, yeah, they were looking in Prospect Park. Uh, they pointed out a bunch of old old clues, like the the shape of the lady in the painting matches the shape of the park, that kind of stuff. Um, and he was digging with Kara and, and Kara and Blair and uh, James Renner. Um, going back to that, so I, I think it's important to tell people what's in this documentary because I don't think they'll ever be able to see it. Like, I don't, I don't think this documentary will ever come out. Um, right. going, going back there, there were, they interviewed, uh, Brian Zen, which he didn't really say anything new. Uh, they interviewed Andy they interviewed Rob and, Ga- and, and Eric. They both basically said the same thing. And then they interviewed, um, Kara and Blair. Was there anything in the interview with Kara and Blair that you thought was not interesting, but helpful to the hunt? Yeah. Um, I, well, and I mean, I guess it's kind of speculation in a sense, but the thing that stuck out with me the most about what when he was talking to Blair was uh, so she's telling the story of being a, being Byron Price's daughter, and um, so for one, and it's kind of a minor thing, but uh, Ben Aiton sort of expands on it too. But they had he would build them little treasure hunts around their um, mm-hmm. domicile. I don't know where exactly they lived, but he would do these treasure hunts where he would hide stuffed animals, and they would each have a note attached to them that would give you a clue about where to go to find the next one. And I thought that was huge because the idea that one of these puzzles can help you find the next would blow open a lot of things, you know, like, um, so, I mean, and that's just like her telling a story and she very cutely says, oh, I can't believe I forgot that. Like nine, eight Mm -hmm. through the way through the story. She's like, I can't believe I forgot about that. And then she kind of continues. And then Ben Aethan picks up with, uh, I think he calls it anti-common, which is that Jewish, um, I don't want to use the word ritual. It's like a game or something like that, but they hide, uh, they hide something and yeah, everybody else has to try to find it. Or, yeah, yeah. 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 Matzo ball. That's right. And so they were talking about that sort of thing. And like Sandy, I don't think Sandy didn't say anything that we don't already know. Um, I don't think she doesn't say anything that I didn't already know, I guess I should say. She, she reinforced this playful, whimsical nature of, of uh, Byron uh, talked a lot about him um, being very into like entertaining kids with yeah. games, and so just yeah. like like and uh, she talked about uh, the date that she went on with him, where he had to bail and go. Yeah, very task, also, I think. 
Right. She also had, uh, confirmed at that time, like in 2014 or whenever the documentary was being made, she confirmed at that time that she had the jewels because she says that in the documentary. She confirmed I she has the, the gems. Yes. And, and, but, but we have to remind everyone that that was in 2014. And so, you know, that could have right. changed by now. But, right. you know, she did say that. Now, so I guess uh, that was something that I didn't know. Back to something George said. Um, you were saying you were talking about furthering the hunt. Not the intent of this documentary. You have no. to remember that. You're coming in with this expectation well, that you're going to get something that it wasn't made. It's not made for you. It's not made for somebody who already is totally into this, right? It right. was made I, to get to tell a story of a, of a book from his childhood too, right? So yeah. Renner, Renner found this book when he was eight did he say I, he was just a young I, I can't remember but yeah. he was a young young kid w when it came out and re remembered it recently when he retired from true crime or retired from journalism or something like that and um and got back into it and decided to put this documentary together but it's not it's not for george to get super kick-ass clues from it's to it's to get people excited about this kind of magical hunt that's going on. But it does, right, right, I think it does. I, 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 this was mine. <laughs> regardless of what it's about, regardless of why James Renner wanted to make this documentary, no one's ever going to see it. It's not going to pop up on Netflix for random people. This documentary has a, a, a sort of a legendary status assigned to it because people can't see it. The only people who care are hunters. And it's been sort of teased, like, like when that, um, interview with Sandy was released. It's been teased that there are hints in this that it will help you further your hunt. And I, I want to make, I, I want everybody to, to make it clear there's nothing in it that will help you. No, there is nothing in it that will help you. It might even make it harder for you. Yeah, it would make it more confusing <laughs> and like but, worse. But that but doesn't does negate. Th th there are some cool. Right. And, and you know what, uh, maybe we can, uh, at some point, maybe we can share some of the, like, you know, maybe we each create our like top three list of things that might help people. I, maybe, but the point is, is that, but uh, George, that still doesn't negate what I said. No, that it, no. That what it you said wasn't is true. made. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, but nobody, like I said, like the only people that care about this documentary right now are hardcore hunters. Hunters that know yes. this documentary exists. Yeah, and that's and why at they care. At some point, yeah. you know, the publishing company could, you know, fold, go bankrupt, be bought by somebody else, and the next company that buys it, you know, I mean, that happens yeah, to publishing awesome. companies. That sounds path. that sounds and, familiar. And, that scenario. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the next person doesn't care at all, and this thing could be released. Colby would have. You're saying. Uh, well, if it's by a car on Long Island or something, you know, uh, and that's happened too. It has, it. Happened um, but you know, in this scenario, it would need to be Colby and the publishing company. Colby is the publishing company. Colby is the no, no. Company. I'm sorry. I mean, I mean the production, the the the, the production company, the the You're company sorry, that but... made the documentary. Oh Not... no! If it, if if Colby wasn't in the way, the production company would release it in a heartbeat. Okay. The, the okay. whole reason oh. this isn't getting released, as far as I know, ah. okay, that's that's something new to me. I thought it was maybe maybe the two of them no. were not willing to do it for legal reasons or something. No, like that. Okay. It's one, anyway, it's one hundred percent. 
Um, I have I, I have an email that James Renner wrote the production company. If you want me to do, to read it, I will. No, like it was the, not particularly. No, don't read okay. that. All right. Yeah. Okay. This this will also never see the light of day if you if yeah. you well, read as, that. As as far as I know, and I haven't talked to Colby. As far as I know, there's a licensing problem with this film, and they cannot come to an agreement on licensing, and that's why it will never see, see the light of day. It just it sucks. It sucks for the. It doesn't suck for us. The 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 people who are already into this. It sucks for people who would otherwise be exposed to this amazing thing. Yeah. That like imagine this running on Netflix. It it would be. I, I mean, we'd have so much trouble but, I mean, would in it, the would it moderating the groups. But be any different than the EU programming that's been out already. Yeah, uh, I, mean, uh, I think uh, if yeah, if it ran on Netflix as like a like featured in their documentary section as opposed to eu which is an audience that's already okay kind of you know what i mean like they're already into this type of stuff they probably yeah. maybe but already I mean, heard about you, it. i mean actually i haven't done this if you go to youtube and you type in you know the secret of treasure hunt this documentary find, is there <laughs> a whole bunch of videos by people um yeah there's a lot of i mean so this this would just oh my god this is this would just be a drop in that bucket yeah yeah you know totally so totally and, and, and it's think not it's not i i'm sorry it's not got any um in the the the, the couple insightful things have already been cut out and put on there, you know, they're here on YouTube. You know, you can, you yeah. can find them, those pieces. You, and you know where people would go, Matt, if if they watch this documentary is at the time he was promoting Q4T, he was promoting yeah. the wiki, and yeah. he used a ton of the wiki. I know you guys noticed that to inform his narrative and his opinions on things, right? Although I don't know where he came up with Albany. I don't no i forget when the wiki went single point of view i don't know what year that was yeah i don't know like either 13, but well, i think i think it's important to tell like maybe we can go into how renner got a lot of the information without it causing trouble mm -hmm. um back before the podcast team came about john michaels had another group of hunters and it was the people he thought were like the cream of the crop out of q for t um, they all had a Facebook group and they all worked together and they, they just, they, the, the whole group couldn't get along. There were, there were a few people in the group who were just causing a lot of trouble and it eventually it, it disbanded. painful. So. Yeah. But before that happened, they brought James Renner into the group and James Renner just sat back and watched and he, he didn't, he didn't really contribute anything. He was a, a filmmaker getting ideas for his film and a lot, a whole lot of that documentary came directly from that group hmm. the milwaukee solution that he was using was john michael's solution all of the stuff that they used in mm -hmm. eu that was all john michael's stuff the mm. san francisco stuff that was using the correct verse was matt's stuff um the boston stuff was practically everybody's stuff but i i want to say that they were i, I mean I'll, I'll name drop and i'll i might have to bleep it out if this is wrong but i want to say the boston thing was renovator and 421 stuff right no, 
I'm know? sorry, the, the Boston part. I mean, it of, was it, it was no, fairly. No, I mean, Renovator 421, as far as I remember, uh, they can correct me if I'm wrong, but their stuff was north of um, north along the waterfront. Yes, but not around by gotcha. that park. Uh, so, when they went to when they went to uh, Roanoke, they used um, Brian's stuff in the documentary. Like the vast majority of the stuff from that documentary came out of that Facebook group. Yeah, no, there's yeah. So except so, except the part about San Francisco, which uh, you know I had not, I do not remember hearing that theory before. I mean, I, it became obviously patently wrong. But I don't remember hearing it before I saw it. The the one where they used the wrong verse or wrong verse on a statue that wasn't there. You were yeah. they were using verse six. Right. They were using which, the Charles. Which Anders. is okay because verse six in the past has been associated with San Francisco. There's total possibilities. There were total possibilities for that. I, I'm not ruling it out, but if you do that. One of the mistakes that they that I not mistakes. One of the one of the ways I believe that he kind of misspoke about stuff is he is he said, as I've looked at you know all of these places and all of the pairings that that are that are popularly known. He said, I believe that they all they've all been popularly paired or they've been correctly paired except for one, Boston. And I'm like, how would you only popular? Doesn't that make two? Yes, incorrect. It would. It would. <laughs> so, so that's fine. Okay, you know. So, what? Logically, I, I kind of got past that. But then he brought up Albany, and I was like, okay. You, by the way, maybe maybe it is Albany. I I, I know, I know. But you I know why like, he said Albany. You know why he because said of Albany? because of that comet or something. It yeah, was weird. Yeah, it was Pandora Fifty Five. It was discovered in Albany, New York City, and the guy that uh, Charles guy thought that the Pandora's box that she was opening was uh, that, and then they had the observatory planetarium for the things up here. I try so not to get to. I try not to. You know, like anyway. Point. Point. The point is, is that they're the, bright. The misspelling. That was, was a precursor to to there are there's a there's a handful of kind of major things and and then yeah. they also dug in San Francisco at a statue where they were called out on the year that the statue was put in live in the documentary by, by the, the guy, guy that the... by the guy who commissioned the statue he walks out while they're digging it and they have to explain that he's like dude why are you guys digging in my yard or whatever he said, I can't. I don't know how it all <laughs> happened. <laughs> he goes, "Well, no, that's from 2005." So yeah. there was a lot of that too. Cole, to your point, where um, where uh, you learn the value of research. They didn't do. They didn't do their homework. That's exactly oh. right. And 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 to find out um, when you're already in San Francisco at the Legion of Honor, that that. Uh, Matt, you know, you know the 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 sculpture I'm talking about, the metal yes. sculpture. Peace. To Peace. find out that that, while you're already in San Francisco, is from way after. I, that's from like the I 90s. I told or them something. that at that point. I know that's what that I'm saying. Was like so one like, of the first things we learned about that area. So I go back to like, okay, we only have this little bit of money. 
let's either go and we can't go to Boston. So let's go to San Francisco. And then they go out there and they haven't done any of their homework and they're like wasting yeah. their money. And they're basically taking what I thought was a lot like they were talking about your solution, Matt. Um, yeah. it, it sounded very familiar to me. It was, it was straight up mine. Well, and, and the way he framed it too, like he, he made Matt sound like a complete fucking nut job. Like they went to that place, the big monument, and they, you know, like they found out that it was there and like, I don't know the, what year that big red thing was there, but like he, he explicitly says, we're going to use the idea that Matt Sparks said and use the, what we know as the correct verse. And then they get there and they're like, you know, like how stupid is this kind of thing? Like they didn't really say that, but that just was the way that they kind of like, when they're standing there next to that statue, I was kind of like, you know, as a friend of Matt, I was kind of like, you know, how dare you do that to him? You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like Matt Sparks is literally, right. I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, and I hope I am, but I'm pretty sure Matt is the only one that gets named all the way through. You know what I mean? Like he he's the only one whose full name gets said as, as a digger, not a person that's explicitly involved in the movie, but he's just like, he's not a character in the show like Rob Robell or even Brian Zinn, but they straight up name him and then they go and they fail their dig. And it's like, it, the way that it was put together, it made Matt look really stupid. I, I want to I try this last spot. Uh, this is where um, Mr. Sparks thinks that it might be. And, you to, know? and, and to I your, felt bad for him. And to your point, if they had looked at the history of that spot, that, that red thing wasn't there back then, but you know what was? A, a giant fucking pole. And a pole. Yeah. A giant flagpole. Yep. There's yeah. like a little Which pond in the pole. We'd ruled yeah. out also that it had been gone too earlier. So, right. you know, right. Um, it's what it is. It's, well, uh, we yeah. mad respect to you, Matt. And, you know, and, yeah. and you know, I, and it, with a, defending Renner a little bit, he doesn't know that you're like synonymous so with the secret. Yeah. Yeah, you know so he not, he's uh, just uh, uh, trying well, to well all right i'm not synonymous with the secret that's you are stupid. no i'm not oh no, yes I'm not. but i was in the i was in that facebook you might as well have written and he the knew secret me well and he knew what my you know well also so. defending renner and back to your point before like he he number one he doesn't he doesn't know how to make films he doesn't He's not a treasure hunter, so he doesn't necessarily know that secrecy is that important. He doesn't necessarily know that the details are that important. And the secret is tiny back then. Mm -hmm. So what does he care? There's not a huge community, you know? That's a great uh, at that, point. At that point, yeah. if he's making a documentary, he's setting the tone for the yeah. entirety of the hunt. So yeah, what does he true. care? What, what he says is gold. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Good point. Hey, can we uh, take a right turn yes. right now and talk about Brian Zinn's incredible teeth? Mm. Did you guys see Brian's teeth? Yeah, they're they, very, very white. In the St. Augustine sunshine they near the Fountain like of Youth? Shorts. <laughs> they yeah, sparkle sure. like the Fountain of Youth. I mean, his his teeth, that that dude, is he's, he's one put together gentleman. Yeah. I don't Can have a man pressure in there, but yeah, that St. Augustine that dig. dig, like probably the thing that stands out to me the most was the size of that friggin' hole that they dug in that corner. Oh, that Renner, that Renner didn't help with. Did you notice that? No, Everybody yeah. else was digging <laughs> except for And then Renner. they still had the goal to play that little prank, which of course you saw coming. Like if you were, if, you, if yeah. you're watching this from the perspective of a guy that's in the hunt, you knew this was coming, especially at the very beginning one too, right? Like, 
if you found the cast, there's no way you're putting that at the start of your movie. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. just you that's throwing your audience out the door as soon as they walk in it, right? But then they go in and they do the whole oh we might have found something and then the the dig in San Francisco I was laughing because like that one they show you right at the beginning. Um, they pull up that kind of glue or whatever and he says this is it like I know this is the glue that was it like really dude like you didn't know that that statue was built in night in 2005 but you know that this glue that you're this holding is in it. your hand yeah you, this is the glue that holds even, the, plex, the plexiglass when, together it has when, to be when Rachel was watching that even she knew it was a giant glob of spray foam yeah like even her no construction experience no nothing even she knew it was a giant glob of spray foam I don't, I don't know it, about it was a spray giant, foam, it was a but giant I could, spray foam. I could tell that he pulled that thing out of there in San Francisco. And I was like, that's not associated with any cask. And by the way, that hole's not big enough to fit a cask. Like the, the, the distance between, yeah. I'm like, dude, you know, these, the box is like this big, you know what I mean? Like he was digging in a space that was tiny, but for context, uh, Cole, um, Renner met Brian Zinn uh, in at the Fountain of Youth and yeah. walked him through, by the way, an extremely convincing, I did not know all the details of that solve. Yeah. Like, I know I've heard bits and pieces. And is that Renner's solve, though, or is that Brian no, Zinn? No, Brian, Brian Zinn's. Zinn. Brian okay. Zinn walked him through the, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, uh, uh, water and and uh the the um the rows the wind rows and that you know the things yeah. being right together and and the, the and he said this tree's over here so um he's, that, got a, he's got a box full of papers that thick you know just detail yeah. after detail after detail yeah and he's actually like got the box with him yeah. and he's like with awkwardly trying to he's trying to show the camera and but but uh so that was part of the documentary and i thought it was like that of any of the ideas that were shared i thought was super good and i can see now especially why the fountain of youth like it's it's there it, well it's either not there anymore or it's or it's still there but um so i thought that was pretty good but the prank that cole's spot. talking about um maybe in your spot uh the prank that cole's talking about is that they that um brian walked away to go make a phone call or something like that and yeah. they concocted a plan to say that they had found it while they were digging while he walked away. Um, Some guys disagreed. And it was kind of, it was uh, kind of a cruel joke. Yeah. You could, t you could, you could tell that he was kind of like, no way, you know, but yeah. uh, anyway. So two, two things about, two things about that, just for people who haven't seen the documentary. Number one, uh, the solution that we're talking about was the solution that they used in Expedition Unknown. The place where they dug the hole was essentially the exact same place they dug in Expedition Unknown. This was like a, a, a reenactment, except it happened before Expedition Unknown. So if you watch the Expedition Unknown with St. Augustine, it's it's the exact same thing. But there's more um, there. Dude, there's more detail. Yeah, I, there's, a little, I, there's a little more detail, but there's nothing that anybody wouldn't already know. No, if they've looked at St. Augustine. I don't want anybody to think that you're missing out on something. Uh, yeah. And I'm I'm sure Brian's happy to like re tell all of us anyway like it's nothing that hasn't been made public do you all. want to know a, you know you want to know a fun story there's a guy uh is one of brian's friends and his name's al and he is the person that hooked up the film crew with um with uh with the fountain of youth and he was supposed to be in the documentary and they didn't use him they didn't show him in the documentary and he 
is the one that contacted EU and got them set up with the treasure hunt and got them filming in the Fountain of Youth. So without this guy named Al, there would be no filming for the documentary at the Fountain of Youth. There would mm. be no expedition unknown at all. And mm. in both both times, he was there for the digs for EU and for the documentary, and both of them cut him out. Ouch. Yeah, I kept looking crazy. for my name in the credits at the end. You're not there. We're not there. I yeah. Bob Ason is there though. Jim Ason. Couple of just neat things. Was, was I the only one that thought it was weird that Renner interviewed the reporter that was there when Brian and Andy dug up the cast? No, he was he's was got more experience that. finding casts than we do. It's <laughs> a yeah. great point. That's a good point. <laughs> that is a good point. Um that was definitely so, for drama effect. That guy, like he played that story. I'm sure they took a few takes of each time you saw that guy on screen. Because like when they're in front of the wall. Right, and he's talking, he's explaining how they found the, the lion and stuff, and then he's like, okay, Magellan, where do we go from here? And, <laughs> totally. and uh, they go to the wall, and it just cuts to the wall. Like, I wish they would have shown them walking to the wall, because you, you lose sense of the distance that they actually had to go in this thing. But it was, again, for kind of dramatic effect. So quickly cut to the wall, and they're standing there, and he's like, yeah, you know, he's standing there, and his hands are all shaking, and they're up there touching the wall, and he walks up, and he's, like, stroking the furry wall, right? Like, his, or the, the concrete wall, and... Uh, you know, he's just like playing it up, right? Chris Evans is his name, and that's the same name as isn't that Captain America? Chris Evans, yes. not, not and related, and was also Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, guess, that guy was he was entertaining. That guy, I yeah. guess we should we should go through the different interviews just so people know what was there. So, like, they interviewed John Palancar, and he didn't say a whole lot except I was I, I missed my friend Byron, and I was. Uh, contracted to do this book and that's about yep. all he says yeah he also said he got nude he was or he was yeah. worried about getting nude because people were sending him like a litany of stuff and he was like i don't know if ladies want to show me stuff but or something along those lines i shouldn't yeah. quote him but he, yeah he, he was no, like i'm happily said, married yeah he yeah. said he was getting bribed for clues by right. females well who knows who was sending him these pictures didn't have to be females but pictures of females yeah. could have been george Probably Matt though. Um, you guys, you guys and, have often wondered. <laughs> you guys have often wondered how I became friends with John. That's that's how. That's There's it. some news yeah. going on. So he got he got bribed. Yeah. Or so there's an attempted bribes. There's an interview with Ben Asen. Ben Asen reiterates that he thinks it's in Coney Island, but he doesn't say anything he hasn't said in any of no. any of his other interviews. Um, they interview Sandy. She says she has the gems. She does not say where they were on a date. Like. It's obvious right. so at some point in her interview, she does say where she was on the date where he buried the cask, but that was cut out of the documentary. Oh, well, she said book convention. I think it was book convention. She, is what she, had she said. did. Yeah. 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 Which would be Chicago. That's, that's the only Chicago. Lean that yeah. over towards Chicago. That's yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Ben Aston said that his, that he thought it would be closer to Byron's home, but on an island. Uh, sorry, closer to Byron's home than Prospect Park, but still on an island. And he said, I'll leave mm -hmm. it at that. Right. But, yeah. But then he goes on to say how much Byron loved Coney Island and how yeah, exactly, like, he, yeah. he, he reiterates everything he's ever said about Coney Island. Yeah. Um, the, the daughters have a pretty moving interview, but it's mainly just about how much they miss their father mm -hmm. and their memories with their father. Yeah. I thought it was a nice tie in uh, with the two of them. And um, I thought, 
you you can see the um, the dichotomy that they're going through. Yeah. Every they love it. They love this hunt. I love but the every story. moment. Yeah. Reminds them of of their father's passing. You know? I love the story but, Kara tells where she's like, after my father died, my first thought was who's going to do my homework. Because yeah. like it, it when you just say it like that, it sounds so disrespectful. But in the moment, it was like it it shows you how they processed it as humans. And like you, you mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? Yeah. It was a very endearing story. Yeah. And they um something that I noticed kind of come out, and I don't know if it was even in, it, like I don't think it was intentional. It's just something that I surmised kind of after hearing her say it. But um at one point they were talking about uh, how brilliant Byron was. And uh and they were talking kind of about the puzzles and, and how difficult they were. And Ben Aysen says, um, you know, if Byron wanted to make it easy, he would have made it easy. And I think he maybe had it in mind that they weren't going to be found. And then they cut to her, uh, Blair, and she says he was brilliant. Uh, and uh, to paraphrase, basically thought that they were, the puzzles were way easier than they obviously were. And we in the community think like, cause we've heard that before too, that he thought they were going to be found within a year or something like that. And, and in our, in our collective, um mind the hive mind or whatever we translated that into these puzzles aren't as hard as as we're making them out to be or they're or you know well byron thought they were easy so they they got to be easy but when you watch the documentary and, and she talks about this she says you know of course in so many words she basically says you know of course he thought they were going to be easier he made them right like so if he ever said these should be found like i think these will be found really easily well, of course he's going to think that way. He made these puzzles, right? But she, but she says straight up, I think it was meant to be a bit of a brain buster. Like these are not meant to be easy puzzles by any set, you know, stretch of the word. But for a long time, the community has kind of always thought that, you know, it should be a lot easier than we think, but that's not the case, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, it, that was a nice perspective of, cause I think all of us have tried to make our own puzzles before. Mm -hmm. And I'm also shitty at it because I think that it's, I either make it like super way too easy or, you know what I mean? Like trying to hyper convoluted. Yeah, right. Or I just, I make it and then I'm like, oh, this should be no big deal. You know what I mean? Okay. And that's, I think what Byron did. And I think Brian did that too. Just kidding. Yeah. Um, Oh my God, that's so hard. You misspelled the title screen. I'm going to get sued, aren't I? Yes. Like, you ruined um, my movie. Dude, we're going to delete all of all of the three of us out of this uh, out of this podcast and just have it be you and watch yeah. the lawsuits coming in, baby. Yeah. Yeah. We're going yeah. to overdub shit. <laughs> It'll just be a loop. Fuck It'll just shit. be a loop of me saying, Brian, Brian. <laughs> Renner sucks. Renner right, sucks. Right now, right, right now Fuck in the you, video. Colby. Right now in the video, I'm just gonna have Cole's face and me making a like a Canadian accent, like, like. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. What's like, your Canadian uh, with the accent sound like? Hey, James Renner defrauded people, eh? <laughs> just do. Wow, that just was actually pretty good. Do do his Thank face, gosh. but but superimpose your just your mouth. Yeah. So he's just sitting there and but and like his mouth like is. The, Remember those we're upside like, down videos where they would have yeah, a do it upside down. upside down. Yeah, do it upside down. Yeah, like a right, like a Terrence, like a Terrence and Philip, where just yes. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be fucking sweet. 
Make me a Terrence and Philip, George. Okay. Can so I Matt, if you, if you need to go, though. Yes. Yeah. So Send it home. Think, Send it home, I Cole. Lot, I think in a lot of ways, James Renner was doing his best, and we I think we're all sort of guilty of this in a sense, but he was doing his best to convince himself of these solutions he had in the movie as, mo- as much as he was trying to convince us. And um, like if I think if he'd have, if he'd have waited like even just two more years kind of thing of, and really dug into this community, not so much in the sense of where's everybody going to dig or anything like that, but just watch the general onimus of the of the groups. You know, the documentary would have been a lot more well informed for one and for two. Like you know, he really he learned the value of research in making this movie because it didn't seem like he did any. And, um, you know, it's, we shouldn't fault him for doing a movie about this because this was the next logical step after Expedition Unknown was a thing, right? So when you really think about it in the, in the evolution of the media or the mediums that have been made around this thing, you know, the podcast was there and it was super popular when Expedition Unknown found uh, the secret. And then, James Renner started to do his thing probably around the same time that Expedition Unknown was happening, like maybe working no, and the, writing. The, the documentary was way before Expedition Unknown. Yeah. Was it? Like he it was like it was 20, made like four years. Yeah, four years. Oh, okay. Yeah. My mistake. My mistake. But regardless, the movie, you know, like it it had a lot to, that it could have drawn from, and it didn't seem to do that. It just was sort of this is James Renner's experience with it, and here you go right the secret of brian price and you know that's that's all i have to say about that i guess i i agree with you i think that but and i think renner might even agree with you too you know what i mean it's like he 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 didn't have any experience doing this i thought actually for his first one which i assume this is his first documentary documentary i thought he did it pretty good uh one thing i want to end with is that which of us hasn't been convinced that we have dug and actually found something in the ground like he did with, and George, I've been with you when both of us did that, where we were convinced we had a piece of the cask, right? Um, So I give him a little, I give him a little break on thinking that he was digging up casks. You know, I think we've all made that mistake before, but um, I don't know. I give, I give it a, I give it a, a solid, give it a solid B minus. How about that? Let's all grade it. Sure. Uh, okay. I'd probably agree B minus. I'm Matt. I, no, it's it's a B or a B plus. I mean, I mean, wow. I, I, my my only issue was with uh, um, back behind the scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't have any issue with the the documentary. Gosh, if somebody had been filming me while I was digging, you know, 10 years ago, it would be cringy to watch that too. So, you know, this is old, old stuff now. So, but I don't know. I have to, I have to, I have to go lower. I have to go see just because I, I, he didn't do any research. And if you're making a documentary, you at least got to do basic amounts of research. It was entertaining, but it was, it was, it was, it, it misinformed people. 
that's yeah. why I gave it a B minus. Dude, it's so hard to do research on something like this when I first started it and you're the one that introduced me to it. I went right to the wiki because that's the first thing that came up and I kind of started going, oh, they basically got this whole thing figured out. It wasn't until a while later that I, you know, it's a hard thing to research and know who's full of it and who's actually like a good resource for you. Um, and I don't know why JM wasn't in it. I. Uh, yeah, reason? He, he had no desire to be in it and he was okay. quite uh yeah. bummed no it just he was quite i don't want to be in it i don't want anything to do with it hmm. james, so. like purist I, 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 something happened between them i james uh, john didn't he wasn't a fan of james okay all right well no, sorry ask, to bring like, that up did he ever did he ever express an opinion about it like privately because because him and kit went to the the, the screening I remember when that happened. Yeah, um, they, I'm not going to say what J I'm not I'm not going to Yeah, he's not here to talk. He's not here that's, to say talk about fair, it. That's, that's fair. It's, it's you know. That's a, I wasn't asking you to misrepresent him or anything. I just I didn't know if he'd ever really spoken outside of the cuz he does talk about it a bit on the one episode after him and Kit went to that. They did a podcast and talked about the show and but he talked mostly about like his interaction with James Renner at the show and talking to the crowd. Right? He didn't really talk about the movie itself, but I guess maybe at that time he wasn't really at liberty to do so yet. Okay. And, and yeah, and fair enough. You guys don't have to tell us what James' opinion of it was. What would he have graded it, though? Low. Lower way, than you? Way, way lower than us. Not All right. Yeah. Okay. So my, my high school grades is yeah. basically what we're talking my, about. My high school grades. Oh. Ooh. But you, you can get lower than an F? In, <laughs> in in Florida to to put that in to put that in context <laughs> to put that in context John's grade would have been dependent on the backstory yeah so I don't That's know true. I don't Fair know enough. how he felt about that documentary apart from the backstory okay okay That's cool That's true I mean I've heard a lot of his opinion on the backstory not a lot of his opinion on the yeah. documentary yeah. Well gentlemen this has been fun yeah. Sis been. Siskel, Ebert. Oh, that's awesome. We should get Brian and Andy. Humperdink. What we should the... get we should get Brian and Andy to take a picture giving like a thumbs up or thumbs down and give it the Siskel and Egbert score. I <laughs> I think we need to yeah. Let's and if that. there are yeah, we can make that a thing when the next secret uh, movie comes out. We can do the same <laughs> thing in two thousand. Cut to the Siskel and Egbert 